Welcome to this week's episode of the Down the Pub podcast. This week we are talking Liverpool FC with Chris Perkins and Steve Kempton of the Liverpool Supporters Club here in Halifax, and also our resident pundit Andy Watson. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. Now on with the show. Liverpool FC is hot as hell. United Tottenham Arsenal. Watch my list and I will spell. Because they don't just play but they can rap as well. My idea was it to build Liverpool into a bastion of invincibility, you know, like... Napoleon had that idea, he would conquer the bloody world. Welcome to this week's episode of the Down the Pole podcast. Uh, this week, uh, we're talking about the red side of Liverpool. I'm joined by Liverpool FC Halifax founders Chris Perkins and Steve Kempton. Uh, these are the res- you guys are the res- people responsible for turning my local Dirty Nellies uh, a horrible sh- uh, shade of red. Um, <laughs> I'm also joined by my regular guest, uh, Andy Watson, who's our resident uh, Liverpool fan. So, welcome everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we, we have a tradition on the show of asking guests where their love of their team comes from. So, uh, Steve, where did the, li- the love of Liverpool come from? Uh, quite by accident for me. I was seven years old, living in Montreal at the time. I just started playing soccer myself, and my dad and I turned on PBS to the English First Division match of the week, which happened to feature Liverpool and Nottingham Forest. My father said, I like the sound of Nottingham Forest. I'm going to cheer for them. And I said, fine, I'm going for Liverpool. <laughs> And the rest, the rest is history. <laughs> oh wow! So, what, uh, what, what, what Liverpool team would that have been like? It would have been uh, what, what era? Oh boy! Well, that was the uh, that was the very, very, very early 1970s. I'm dating myself, uh, but uh, anyways, uh, Brian Clough's days with uh, Nottingham Forest, and uh, uh, anyways, it was. I mean, I was too young really to appreciate uh, you know the the players and the history and the manager. To be, it was just a matter of cheering for the red team uh the liverpool red squad and uh it was uh it was a lot harder i think uh in those days to follow from afar uh because the only connection that i had with the league really uh would be to see the standings published in the monday morning newspaper after the weekend action and and to see what the scores were and where liverpool were in the standings uh, and then uh, I would traipse off to the library and you'd have to wait for a week or two for the newspapers to be shipped overseas to <laughs> read any of the match action and so on. Whereas, you know, of course, now everything is quite literally at your fingertips. Yeah, I guess we don't appreciate um, like what it was like, what it was like, because I grew up in the, the 80s. So I, I kind of know what you're talking about. Everything is through the newspaper. And like, obviously, it, there was like one or two games on a week on TV if you were lucky. Um so yeah, it's uh, th- that was definitely a great time to be a Liverpool fan. Uh, you've been through a lot since then. So, Chris, how about you? How did you become a Liverpool fan? Well, my dad was a Liverpool fan, and um, I'm now a much bigger Liverpool fan than he is, I think. But <laughs> my my first my first Liverpool memory, I don't know when what year this was, but it was a four three win over Newcastle United, and I believe Robbie Fowler was the one that got the winning goal, and I think that's when I first caught the bug. And I've been a Liverpool fan ever since. There was a, there was a, there was a couple of years. Was it like two years in a row? There was like two, uh, four, three games there between Liverpool and Newcastle. 
Uh, I, I remember Stan Collymore scoring in one of them um, back in the 90s. And did you remember those? Yeah, I remember those. So the the one where I think Stan Collymore scored, I was at work and my, my boss was a big Newcastle fan and he kept calling me when Newcastle... I think Newcastle went in front, and then funnily enough, I never heard from him. And then <laughs> I checked the score, and I I had to give him a call. <laughs> so it was pretty pretty funny. So but yeah, uh, those were great games. So so Chris, um, you didn't get to see any uh, Liverpool uh, title wins, whereas uh, Steve was definitely lucky enough to see quite a few in his time. Yeah, no, that, they haven't won since I've they haven't won the Premier League since I've been alive, unfortunately. But. Uh, <laughs> And I'm not going to jinx this season, but I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we all are at the start of the season, but uh, you guys are definitely started off the right way. So, how did the idea uh, come about for setting up the supporters group here in Halifax? Um, so, I've, I've visited a few different supporters clubs, and I certainly knew they they were all over the world. And I moved here on New Year's Eve of 2017, and on January 5th. I was sitting in Halifax in a pub by myself and watching a Liverpool game. And I thought, this sucks. <laughs> so there must, there, there has to be some Liverpool fans in Halifax. Like the time I used to have to get up at 5.30 in the morning in Alberta to watch Liverpool games, which is not ideal. So I can watch games at noon in Halifax. So it's, it's much easier. So I decided that I was going to start the club and, um, started, it was basically just, me during that game starting a Facebook page and the following game we ended up with five of us huddled around the little table and watching the game together and that that's where it all began. That's that's crazy. That's a it's like such a, a great idea. And um, uh, the reason why I'm asking is I'm just wondering if I, if I could do that with Tottenham. Um, they'll probably you actually need to have other fans. Around yeah, though, to it, be able to. It, it, it'll end up with just being me at the one table, right? <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Steve, how did you uh, become involved with the with the group? Well, it was uh, kind of ironic uh, that uh, when uh, Chris moved here, he was uh, going through the same thought process that I was going. He just he just beat me to the punch. Uh, but no, he's uh, he, he's a lot more uh, social media savvy than I am. But uh, it, it's funny because uh, I used to uh, go down to uh, some pubs and uh, restaurants, uh, and I'd wind up like Chris watching the game myself uh, with nobody around because I was too cheap to have cable at home so I would go downtown <laughs> and watch the games and uh, and over the Christmas holidays I'd actually been searching uh, on the internet how to start a supporters club and I was looking at the Liverpool FC site and looking at supporters clubs around and sort of how they started and so on and then uh, very early January uh, I was uh, doing another search and typed in Liverpool uh, FC and because of course being in Halifax the geolocation that popped up it said Liverpool FC Halifax I said oh this is new and so let me do a Facebook page and next thing I know it's like wow that's uh, that's something so uh, I was one of the uh, one of the five uh, along with uh, Chris uh, huddled around the table at the pub uh, and uh, and then things just took off from there it's yeah like like back home it's definitely like a much bigger thing like um like in Dublin, there's fan groups for for everybody. Um, so it was kind of strange for me to see one pop up here in Halifax, and it's I'm so happy for you that it's actually worked out because it's it definitely adds a lot of flavour when you've got other people there to cheer along your team. Um, when when the Champions League final was on last year, you guys literally took over Nelly's. So it was 
red everywhere and then there was me and one other guy standing at the other end of the bar <laughs> hiding <laughs> so, so it's definitely uh it's definitely like a, a cool occasion when you guys take over Nelly's. So, um, like, do you know the, the manager there at Nelly's is a United fan? So how did the tie-in at Nelly's come about? This was actually really funny. Um, I was, a friend of mine connected me with Eugene and I, I went up to him and said, Hey, we're really, we're, we're looking to, well, actually, I see that you are about to host a bunch of World Cup events. How are you going to do this? Cause you don't have any television. That's when I learned about the drop down screen. So that was awesome. So I approached him and I, and I said, Eugene, we're really looking for a, a partner to collaborate and grow this with. Would you would you host our Liverpool club? And he looked at me and said, "Oh fuck, <laughs> I'm a United fan." Oh, but but I'll do it. I'll do it. So that that's how that all started, and it's been a great partnership ever since. That's that's way too funny. I would I I can I can picture Gino totally this saying that too as well. So. <laughs> For for people like Andy, then Andy, you're not a member of the club yet, are you? Um, I like them. I I obviously I like the the Facebook page, but I'm not a member of the club. I just find it hard to get down to to the game. So yeah, I, I guess I I would just like to know kind of a bit more information about the club and obviously what the benefits are. I guess like if I was to, if if I joined. Right. But well, our, our membership um, fee is is minimal. I think uh, Steve is thirty five dollars per member. Uh, it's not even that. It's uh, twenty five. Wow. Well, I think we did up it. It's somewhere between twenty five and thirty five. But what you get with that is fifteen percent off food whenever you go to Dirty Nelly's. Oh wow. Plus, okay. plus we partnered with Propeller. And the owner of Propeller happens to be a Liverpool fan, so um, so they've brewed us our very own beer, which we've we've recently named Jurgen Hop. <laughs> oh yeah. So so it's we get so it's, we get, it's the normal nice, beer, the normal beer, yeah. So I so we that. get that for for five dollars and fifty cents, so that's cheap as well. And whenever you go to Propeller, you get ten percent off. So before we even start talking about any of the other stuff we do, like the Christmas parties and the giveaways and etc., you're actually like with the the amount of times I go to Nelly's, I am making a lot of money by being a member. Just <laughs> I'm saving a lot of money, I should say, because I would spend I, how much I spend on Jurgen Hop. So a, a pint of beer at Nelly's is five fifty. Yes. Wow. For members, so it's like wow. two fifty savings, right? So it, it pays for itself real quick. Yeah, like a, you know, like I, I'm not a Liverpool fan, but just get that discount, I might join. That's how we get you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I also see like you, you guys do like stuff with tickets on on the Facebook page and stuff like that. So, what's what what, what happens there? Well, as the uh, as an official Liverpool supporters club, we're entitled, uh, or our members are entitled to work through the club to request tickets uh, through Liverpool. So it's uh, certainly a lot more affordable. Uh, I don't know if you've checked out. StubHub or any of the other third-party uh, resellers uh, for tickets to any Liverpool match this year, but they're in the hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Uh, and uh, th this way, uh, we ha we do have uh, access. They provide the official supporters clubs uh, around the world uh, with access to a, a certain allotment of tickets. And you basically pull your members, see which games they would like to go to, put in the request for tickets. Uh, not They're not guaranteed, uh, but if you do get them, then they're uh, substantially less uh, than they would be going through any other third party or uh, even say the normal process of trying to wait to get a season's ticket which is next to impossible 
uh, or just you know showing up on game day and, and hoping that you can find something from a tote, which is a illegal uh, and uh, not a not a great way of doing business anyway. So this uh, this provides us with an opportunity. Uh, quite a few of our members have taken advantage of it and have attended games, and I've got my fingers crossed that I get to go see Crystal Palace in March. And the seats are usually in the cup, which is very difficult to get into. So. Oh wow, that's awesome! Like that's a, that's a, that 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 itself is a huge benefit too. That you're actually like, it's it the club is actually looking after the supporters groups like that rather than, you know, I'd say going through StubHub and the touts and stuff like that. So that's awesome. It's a shame that you're going to have to go and see a Crystal Palace game though. That kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, 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 yeah, it's uh, you, you have to be a little bit realistic too. Uh, I mean, I I would love to go to the Chelsea match, which would be the very last uh, match of the season, or even the Man U match. But uh, those those games are are heavily subscribed, uh, and so uh, if you just want to go and experience Anfield for a match, which uh, I think is fantastic, no matter which game you go to, uh, this is the way to do it. You really just want to see Roy Hodgson and uh, Christian Benteke, right? You missed them, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so for so for Andy, like, how will Andy go about uh, joining this? What does he need to do to become a uh, a member? If you just visit our Facebook page and click on the About section, there is a link which takes you to a handy Google Doc form, and you fill it out, and then go and see our member services coordinator, Lorna, the next time you come in. Wow, is that? You've got, okay. got a Pretty. member coordinator and everything? Uh, oh, she is the most organized person that I've ever met. So she's been a lifesaver. Like you, re you guys have really uh, got this thing down pat. I'm impressed. It, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy how fast things have moved really in the last, uh, well, it's, uh, what, 20 months now, I think, since it started. Uh, because you know, it was just this sort of you know ragtag uh, band of uh, thieves sitting around the table <laughs> in a pub. Speak for yourself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and and now, of course, you know, now that we are a quote official Liverpool supporters club, uh, there are rules and there's governance. Uh, so we have uh, we do have a, a club committee. Chris is the president, and uh, I'm the secretary. But yeah, we've got. Uh, We've got member services and publicity and so on. And, uh, it's, uh, I mean, it was, uh, a lot of work that, you know, Chris and I had put into the, into the club over time and, uh, realized that we just needed, uh, hands and, and people were coming forward, you know, and asking us how can we help. So it was, it was never hard finding uh, willing hands to, uh, pitch in, uh, whether it's, uh, running some of the, the halftime, uh, pundit committees, uh, that we have or, Organizing the the giveaways, the swag that we've done before, and uh, planning uh, events like the Christmas party and the Champions League final, because uh, uh, Chris didn't mention it, but uh, before that match and before we stuffed Nellies to the rafters <laughs> uh, with uh, with supporters, we had actually chartered uh, one of the antique red double decker buses and uh, embarked on a little midi pub crawl before the match. So uh, we had oh wow. We had about 70 supporters singing our way through downtown Halifax uh, from one end to the other. Uh, and, uh, but, uh, anyway, so it, it's been, it's been nothing but fun, uh, ever since. And, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I've, uh, it, it's really created, I think, a great little community for us. It's a place where you can go and, Kind of be passionate, be a little bit silly, you know, about supporting your club. Because uh, 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 I have to admit, I would have looked pretty uh, silly sitting all by myself, belting out, "You'll never walk alone at the top of your lungs." Uh, pro probably would have been tossed out. And, uh, but here, I, I've got a backup choir of about uh, eighty or ninety or more, depending on the match. Uh, so, 
So how many uh, how many official members do you have uh, built up? We're hovering around eighty at this point. That's crazy to think that there's eighty Liverpool fans in the city. I feel scared. Uh, I'll have to start. I'll start. I'll start watching myself at night time. That don't get mugged. <laughs> and and Lorna, Lorna, our member services coordinator, used to be a Tottenham fan, so it's not oh, too late, Anthony. Oh, oh my God! I, I had a lot. Of, I had a lot of respect for her, and now I just lost it all. So <laughs> I think the other great thing too, though, about uh, about the club and, and having the the media presence, uh, the social media presence, and, and the connection with other supporters' clubs. Uh, is that it gives uh, the the come from aways uh, a place to uh, watch the matches uh, with like minded individuals. So uh, I mean, just this season alone, we've had people from not just the UK but from Belgium, uh, Alabama, New uh, California, New Zealand, Calgary, Ottawa, Vancouver, uh, New wow. York, uh, and uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, so they just uh, show up and. Uh, and uh, you're immediately at home uh, with uh, other Liverpool supporters. Uh, so, so there. Most, so, so most recently, we had um, a, a member come in, and uh, his his wife lives in, used to live in Halifax, and his brother works for Liverpool itself. So they wanted to bring us a gift. So they asked the brother to, "What can we bring?" So we ended up with a first team jersey signed by every oh, one of the first on. team players. Just as a gift, yeah. So we're going to frame that and put it up at Nelly's. So how cool that, is that? Which also that, rots Eugene's socks. Oh my God, that's yeah. so amazing! <laughs> <laughs> you should gift it to Gino to put up in his mantelpiece or something. Oh, <laughs> yeah. well, it's going on his mantle. It's going on his mantle at work. <laughs> so, so Andy, are you sold? Well, I'm. Yeah, yeah, definitely sold. I'll be uh, filling out my form pretty soon, and and I'll be down to to hand it in for sure. That's Oh, I look forward to, to seeing you there. So, um, just moving away from how awesome you guys are, um, just wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the game last weekend. Obviously, it was a, a big one for you guys against your most hated rivals. Um, did you think the, the draw was a fair was a fair result? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I think we could have done better. Uh, but uh, it you know the, the the Premier League is a is a funny old place, isn't it? Uh, and. It doesn't matter how teams stack up on paper. Uh, they're, they're just some of those intangibles, and, it, and it's really odd how history uh, plays such a, a huge factor in these games. And uh, uh, I mean, you know, City uh, losing to, to Watford, uh, you know, at, at Watford's home, for example, uh, is just you know, another one of the examples of those. And uh, I think, you know, could, could we have done better? Sure. Um, and but I think that uh, it's expecting a lot, uh, even with uh, the difference uh, in class that everybody's talking about between top and bottom. I, I think sometimes you have to set a, a little bit of that aside, and uh, and on the day of the game you have to look at those intangibles. And I think that you know Manchester United were definitely uh, feeling that they had a point to prove uh, that they needed to defend their patch uh, and uh, make a statement uh, and try and reinvigorate their own fan base, which has been having a pretty turbulent time over the last year. Uh, and uh, it's, uh, I, I'm obviously disappointed that we couldn't uh, nick the win uh, often, but uh, at the same time, uh, you know, I'm, I'd have to say I'm, you know, if I, I would take the point uh, at this point. It's always difficult playing a team that's battling with relegation. 
<laughs> Love it. I, I, I honestly thought Steve was being like a little bit uh, nice to United fans there for a second. I was like, wow, Jesus. Should be like lording over them at this stage. Yeah, like oh, I, I feel like that. Um, like they, they set up really well to, to play against. And I, I think with obviously the, the record breaking run, I think that was playing on their minds too to be able to stop you guys from getting that was probably a big thing for them too. What did you think of the the VAR uh, incidents, uh, Andy? Well, I think I think it was definitely a de- definitely foul on on Origi um, for the Man United goal. So I don't think that should have been given. Um, so that was pretty frustrating. Like, and it, obviously we've seen in previous examples of VAR where obviously the referee does obviously the the, the decision doesn't get reversed. So, but it just it sucks when it's your teammate. So. Huh. Um, and then Mane, obviously the goal that Mane scored where he hit his, hit his arm in the box. I guess they've been pretty consistent on that, so it's just the way it is, I guess. So. I felt like he was being felled though in the lead up to that. Like, like the... he, yeah, he was, but it, I guess it still hit his arm, so it's just one of those. If it, if it had gone on the other end, we would have probably been in uproar, but yeah, we, or we would have been happy that it was it was disallowed, so it was just the way it was, I guess. But yeah, I, I do think it was a foul off. Yeah, originally on Origi for the United. Yeah, I think uh, VAR is becoming very much one of the talking points uh, of the season in terms of the consistency in which it is being applied. Uh, we saw another incident in the Champions uh, game uh, against uh, Gang, uh, where. It, Bar did not intervene to overturn what should have been called a, a clear foul against uh, Gank, uh, but uh, and and it's definitely influencing how the referees uh, are officiating the match as well because I think that they're kind of perhaps a little bit more content to let the play go and feel that well if you know if they miss something then VAR may correct them, uh, but but at the same time uh, you've got officials you know perhaps backing each other up or giving them a bit of a doubt, uh, hence that clear and obvious ruling. Uh, you know, it has to be clear and obvious, and that's all a matter of interpretation, but uh, I think it's, uh, you know, you can't play to the offside flag anymore. You've got to follow that play through now, uh, because you, you don't know if it's going to be overturned or not on, on review. Yeah, it's, like, I, I, I get why they brought it in, and it, it has, in a lot of instances, like, influenced games in a good way. But I, I think they're using it in situations when it really doesn't need to be to be used. Another thing I found, like in the commentary of the game there on the weekends, um, the commentator actually said that the referee was more experienced than the guy up in the VAR room. Why isn't the referee then reviewing it if you have like somebody who's not as like, experienced making the decisions for them? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I, I really think it's something that they're going to have to review because it's affecting every game now. Like the Tottenham game last weekend was the same. Like it. Again, it came into air favor, but like, I don't think it should have been a goal for Tottenham, to be honest. Um, so, so yeah, like, I, I, I think it's just, it's kind of ruining the game a little bit and it's not doing what it should do. Yeah. I think, uh, it, it, at the end, it's, I think it is a positive development that we are using it. The idea is that it will overturn those clear and obvious errors. And, and certainly when it is applied consistently, then it should have a positive effect on the game. So I think it, it'll become a matter of practice. Uh, and there will certainly be discussion, uh, definitely at the end of the season, I would imagine, between uh, the league and, and the officials uh, in terms of you know the going forward with this. 
um, because I know that uh, during Premier League matches, I don't think that the uh, the officials are running over to the sideline to take advantage of that monitor. They are relying entirely on the fourth or at, you know, the fifth official, actually, in the VAR room. Yeah, it definitely it doesn't make sense to me at all. Like, I mean, if you've got like the most experienced person on the pitch, why isn't he the one making the decisions? It's just kind of strange to me. Yeah, as I said, it's just a topic that's going to keeps coming up, like maybe every episode, and it feels like it's taken away a lot from from the games when it really shouldn't be. It should be just a side issue. So obviously, like the the big games keep coming up for you. We have a rematch of the Champions League final this weekend. How do you see that one going, Chris? Um, <laughs> be, be, well, be gentle, okay. <laughs> <laughs> be nice. We're at home. So I just I I can't see us losing at Anfield to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I can't pick a score, but I don't think we're going to lose. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, um, I I feel like the the win that we had on uh on Tuesday is kind of just papering over a lot of stuff. Um, I think there's still an awful lot of deep deep seated issues in the Tottenham team. Like the the match against Watford, we were awful again. Um, so I I think it's an awful time for us to have to go to Anfield. Um, how do you think it's going to go, Andy? Um, yeah, same, same kind of thing. I think I think Liverpool had a good win in in midweek. Um, well, yesterday, I guess. And yeah, I think that that's kind of the the win they need to go into the weekend. So yeah, I, I can't see anything other than a, a Liverpool win. I think they'll be. I think the crowd is going to be up for it, and they'll probably just sense a bit of blood that things aren't right with Tottenham. So yeah, I think it's going to. It might. It, I, I'm hoping for a big victory. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Sorry, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've had Colchester born. It's just it's just been a disaster after disaster, and I, I just want this <laughs> season to just go away. It's uh, it's it's really a bad time. So yeah, the last thing I need is like to, to have eighty people at Nelly's gloating at me. So uh, hopefully, ho- hopefully we can we can do something, even get a draw. I'll be happy at this stage. So. We'll, um, we'll keep an LFC Halifax scarf on hand for you, okay? <laughs> I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon. My, my dad would disown me, so. Because <laughs> when I was growing up, like, Liverpool was, like, the big team. Like, all my friends followed Liverpool, and uh, my dad was like, well, son, you don't know how to go with the uh, with the crowd. Sometimes you need to be a little bit different than it's the worst advice I've ever been given. So, uh, <laughs> so it has been like a near flawless start to the season for you, though. Um, obviously, these things never last for forever. But like, how special is the squad that you have right now? I what I like about uh, it. Go ahead, Steve. Oh, sorry. It, uh, no, I think uh, I, I mean Klopp is renowned for doing this with his teams, and uh, we've seen the the improvement in quality, uh, the players that he's signed. Uh, either the ones that we brought into the team on you know, ludicrous free transfers uh, <laughs> or splashed out large sums of money for. Um, and uh, and I think that the interesting thing this season, uh, I still feel that we have not really hit our stride yet. Uh, the the team has not completely clicked. Uh, and uh, and I think that, uh, you know, we're seeing... Uh, uh, Jurgen play with his uh, certainly with his midfield combinations. Now we saw that at Genk, uh, and uh, and so he's still looking uh, for those things. But his his substitutions, his management uh, of the game, uh, I think uh, really shows his touch uh, where he would have expected uh, when we were you know bogging down a little bit against uh, United at Old Trafford. 
there were certainly a few raised eyebrows uh, when uh, you know Adam Bolana came on, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know surprise, right? Uh, and uh, so I think that uh, I, I really do think uh, that we have the depth uh, to go uh, this season, whether it's uh, all the way. Uh, like we did before, we know that I think it's still going to take a near flawless season uh, against uh, City, and uh, but uh, it's uh, it, I mean it's just it's a, it's a great feeling, it's a great time to to watch uh, Liverpool play right now, and uh, we're we're just happy to be going along for the ride. How about you, Andy? What do you, what do you think about the the squad right now? Um, yeah, I th- I think it's like one of the best best squads that I've seen for a good number of years. I know obviously Brendan Rodgers' team came close a few years back, but obviously this is head and shoulders above that team. And um, even going back like to the 90s, I think probably, obviously I remember Rafa Benitez and before that Julia's and, um, but like, kind of reminds me a little bit when the, just when the Spice Boys were there, they had all, like they had the potential, but they just, if they had a, if they had a Jurgen Klopp back then, I think they would have probably, that, that was like the last team that had some skilled individuals that had some world class players in the, in the team and, and kind of coming through. Um, but this year, Jurgen, like what, obviously we've got probably the best, like one of the best two managers in the world right now. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a great time to be a Liverpool fan right now. And I'm, yeah, like, like Steve said, I'm hoping this year is the year that we can go one better than last season. I can't believe we didn't win the Premier League last season with the with the amount of points we had. Uh, we we have to win it this year. Yeah, and uh, it's like it's, it's crazy. Like I mean, like you guys have barely spent any money in the the summer, if any. And Man City went out again and spent crazy crazy money on like Rodri and all that kind of stuff. And your squad still looks better than theirs as soon as one of their defenders got injured that they had nothing yeah I think he's a definitely the envy of the rest of the Premier League and uh, <laughs> kind of, at least it's not United you know what I mean my, <laughs> yeah. my, my favourite thing about the current team is when I'm buying a Liverpool kit I can't pick somebody to put on my shirt I just can't do it because and it's not because there's just there's nobody that stands out because they're all playing for each other and it's just such a a gelled team that it's just it's impossible to pick your favorite player because you you can't do it yeah that's definitely a uh, nice uh, problem to have like literally for me it's Harry Kane or you know that's it Sometimes I can put like sun on the back, but that's about it. So, um, so, so, what's the plan for this weekend and for the for the game for you guys? What sort of more? <laughs> so, I, I mean, like, uh, as in the club. So, um, Nellie's. Okay. Um, so, times. What, what time will you be there? At, all that kind of stuff. So, people who want to come, uh, um, who want to go down and sign up and stuff like that. Like, uh, what time do you guys be there from? And, all that kind of good stuff. This game is twelve thirty game, I believe, this Sunday. So we'll be there yeah. from eleven, eleven thirty onwards, when, whenever you like. And we also have we haven't spoken about this yet, but uh, we have set up the cop in Halifax. So we have there's plenty of places to sit, but if the seats are full, which they may be, then you come up to the Halifax cop, and that's where all the the noisy people are, which is the place you want to be anyway. So oh wow, you'll see us, yeah. So yeah, I will. I'll probably be down there, but I'll probably be there like right at twelve thirty, so I don't have to listen to 
you'll never walk alone for the 60th time. So, um, so I, I really appreciate his uh, coming on. It was great fun. And um, hopefully I will get to see you this weekend and rub your faces in it with a Tottenham win. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Keep dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Cheers. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Thanks to all my guests for joining me on this week's show. We had no rugby chat this week because uh, hunting season has started, so Matt Mansfield is in the woods somewhere. You can follow him on his endeavours on Twitter. His Twitter handle is at Mansfield Outdoors. Our competition is still running for a free Down the Pub podcast t-shirt. Head to our Facebook page for the details for that. They're also available to buy on the Facebook page for $24.99. Once again, thanks everyone for the support and for listening. I really do appreciate it. Until next week, cheers. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.